Well, we knew it was going to get crazy, but we didn't know it would get this crazy. With the highest percentage of voter turnout in over a century, people are ready for some answers. From broken water pipes to demanding recounts, we've got all the latest election news for you, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters this Wednesday. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for Sarah Gonzalez while she's on maternity leave. And boy, there was a lot of stress eating and stress online shopping. Maybe that was just me, but there, there were a lot of just stress eating, especially last night, because it was just a nail biter. And with me today to talk about all the details and everything that's coming out, Mr. Jason Buttrell, the chief researcher and head writer for Glenn Beck. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And then Mr. Steve Dace, host of the Steve Dace Show. You flew in for the election last night and then back with us here today. So thanks for being here. The election that will not end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's definitely what I want to talk about first. How are you feeling about the election results as they're coming in? Angry. Um, uh, consistently angry. Consistently frustrated. Um, but I think this could be a time that having your your fate in the hands of a mercurial figure like Donald Trump could actually be to your advantage. Uh, I think if what was going on right now with a, a, a typical Republican, even a really conservative one, a, a Mike Lee, a Ted Cruz, even somebody like that, that eventually, because they came up through this system, they would fight to the death. But, but their definition of fight to the death is going to be a little bit different than Donald J. Trump's. And, and I think eventually they'd give the Richard Nixon 1960 speech, we don't accept the results, but we have to move on, you know, and unite as a country, which is what Nixon said in 1960, and, and consider what their future is. Nixon went, ran for governor unsuccessfully of California. You know, uh, that's not Donald Trump. And this may be a time where they, they've, they've called Donald Trump now out into a street fight. And I think that he's far more comfortable in this environment than he is getting into the nuances of public policy and what's an individual <laughs> mandate and a corporate mandate and mm. what's birthright citizenship. And I, I, this is, this is his, his game now. And mm. it's a game of gaslighting and demagoguery. And he is a freaking Jedi master and maestro at these things. Mm -hmm. So I would not write him off at all just yet. Um, I will echo a little bit of what Steve said. I'm also angry. I'm also frustrated, really, because if you've watched this network, and if you're watching now, you probably do watch this network regularly. Um, we've been talking about a lot of this stuff. Um, and I hate to continue to harp on uh, some of this stuff, but Glenn was talking about this thing that we've been trying to push into the GOP, this thing called the Transition Integrity Project. I've been following it today, and it's absolutely insane how things are lining up right now. And you can just read it line from line. Line for line, uh, example of uh, what's going on right now is actually scenario, it's labeled scenario one, a close contested election where both candidates will uh, declare victory um, and then um, it'll, it'll, it'll come down to the wire. Protest groups will start to mobilize on November 4th. They're starting to mobilize right now. They've already said they're going to come out multiple groups, over 200 all across the country. They're going to do that to force the hand. It even goes even further how they label um, Michigan as very key to the election. They talk about a false flag operation where uh, a Republican uh, damages, destroys some votes. That gives the governor of Michigan all the uh, excuse he needs to send his own elector electors to Washington, D.C. when the time comes. 
Um, they're laying out exactly what they want to do. Um, I'm pissed off for the establishment GOP for not being better prepared for this. I'm absolutely pissed off. I'm pissed off at some of the pundits out there. We were talking off air mm -hmm. just now where there's actually people thanking the Lincoln Project people for delivering them gains in the House and uh, uh, maintaining the Senate. You morons. It's exactly what they wanted. They are the establishment. They are the people we want to kick out. They wanted Donald Trump gone so mm -hmm. they could seize control back again and continue marching along the path that they mm -hmm. were marching on. Mm -hmm. They got exact, they're getting exactly what they want unless Donald Trump puts a stop to it. And I agree with Steve. I think he's going to godfather the sucker to the mattresses. I think that he is going to do something. I think it will include um, court battles, um, making sure that they count every, not vote, but legal vote mm -hmm. out there. That's a big distinction that some of the people on the left are not making, legal vote. And I think that includes the protesters in the streets. He's got to squash that when it comes down, when it gets violent, when it gets uh, crazy, which they are talking about um, actually going in, breaking the windows of federal buildings, going in and taking them over. That's gotta be stopped immediately. Yeah, it's terrifying. So Steve, um, what's kind of the latest that you've heard on the election results? <laughs> I don't think you can trust the results that you're being given. Mm -hmm. um, the numbers here are all over the place in numerous states. Uh, several states are talking about we can't count until tomorrow. We can't finish the count until Friday because it's a banana republic. I don't know how Florida, I said this last night, uh, I mean, Florida is the most contested state in our election process every single cycle. Uh, the last seven elections before this one, it was decided by an average of two and a half points. So Trump winning it by almost four is like a blowout, right? It's the, it's the most expensive swing state in, our, in the union. And Governor DeSantis and his crew had this thing wrapped up by 10 o'clock last night. But they wouldn't call it yes. on the major networks. Yes. Which, so ridiculous. Wh why, why they can't figure this out in Georgia, why they can't figure this out in Nevada, why they can't figure this out in Wisconsin and Arizona. But... To me, the linchpin of, of, of Trump's thwarting the, the coup here, because that's what I believe is happening. I mean, Wisconsin is going to claim that it had about 90% voter turnout. And they had one data dump last night at 4 a.m. while we were all asleep that was 100% for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. One, every vote, every last vote that this massive data dump, every one of them was for Donald, I'm sorry, for Joe Biden. I think they have to win Arizona. I think they have a shot at winning Arizona by 10 to 30,000 votes from what I am seeing and they're saying. And I think that's a legitimate take. I think Fox News is back to the antics we saw last night with their voter suppression. Um, the Trump campaign has clearly laid out the vote process by which they could win. Data, Data Labs, which is a forecasting firm, said that they actually think the state is in line to be taken by Trump. And yet Fox News is out there this afternoon as we speak, taping this, calling the state for Joe Biden and offering really no... No information we don't already know as to why. You were the first one to call that retraction. I yes, believe. that was for Virginia last night, and they did retract that on Virginia too, uh, and for Arizona. Um, you look at what happened with the governor there, he's saying there's hundreds of thousands of votes still out. So the reason Arizona is key is because if they win Arizona, then they've only got to pick off one of the Rust Belt states to get to 270. And I think it's going to be hard to win a multi-front war. Don't, it's like picking a land war in Asia. You know, Napoleon will tell you, winning a two-front war is difficult to do. If they can marshal all of their forces on Pennsylvania at that point, because they have a very sizable lead in that state uh, as we stand today. 
if they can marshal all their forces there, then I do think they have a shot for sure to, to, to win that state and get to 270. I think if they can't hold Arizona and then they've got to, you know, go state to state and island hop, basically, to use historical term in the Rust Belt, then I think they're toast. I think winning Arizona is a key. You mentioned the chicanery that, that goes, goes on in some of these things. And I would put this, put this in the context. We're looking at both Michigan and Wisconsin. And when you've, I'm sure you've seen these graphs. When you see the graphs of how the votes were coming in, how they mm-hmm. were looking, Republicans were making huge gains. Uh, Biden was just underneath him, just, just barely underneath him, but mm-hmm. they were going up. Then all of a sudden it just kind of comes like this. Yeah, it's a huge jump. And it's not only a jump, it's a straight line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about the same exact time for both states. If you put them on top of each other, it looks almost exactly the same. I mean, if you can't get any legitimate information if you watch any of the, like, the mainstream networks out there, um, but if you go to like some of the experts, I was watching some of the experts, some people that actually their job, they're polling officials. One guy was a, uh, a polling official in New York that said that he actually was involved with recounts in New York. He said, not only does that look, um, you know, kind of impossible, theoretically impossible, he, he goes, uh, or, or hard to believe, he goes, it's absolutely impossible. Yeah, it is. There's no possible yeah. way it could spike directly That's up. exactly right. No, no way. I mean, yeah. it was, there was zero Trump votes all Biden votes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody, Ridiculous. first of all, you just would have had human error. Somebody would just fill out a ballot incorrectly. Right? Remember the Florida recount. Well, Pat Buchanan's name was uh, next to Al Gore's, and people that thought they were voting for Al Gore really voted for Pat Buchanan, and that's why we need to count their votes as provision. Remember that debate? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have human nature or human error, and they didn't have one human error, 100% of ballots, all for him. <laughs> for example, look at Ohio. Because when I, when I see the lefty blue check mark saying, well, it's just like what happened in Ohio last night. Joe Biden was winning and then all of a sudden Trump was. That's not entirely case. Joe, the true. It's not the same thing. Joe Biden was winning. And then when they got to the portions of the state that were better for Donald Trump, you didn't see this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw an escalating graph. You mm-hmm. saw an escalating curve. Because we sat here, we sat here with Ben Shapiro last night. And he brought up a point, hey, it looks like Trump's going to win Ohio, but he's going to win it by maybe half of what he won it, you know, four years ago. So maybe that doesn't bode well in the Rust Belt. I remember we sat here with Ben Shapiro why he said that. Well, that's because his, at the time, his curve didn't go like this. It was going like this. By the time we got to the end of the night, Donald Trump basically won Ohio by exactly what he won it the last time, about eight or nine, seven, eight, nine points. That's the way it works, guys. The idea that you're, you're behind, you're behind, you're behind, you're behind, and then Eureka, the, the graph goes straight <laughs> up in the air perpendicular. It, well, it works like that um, in Moscow. It yeah. works like that in Venezuela. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yeah. It works like but that in third world countries. That's where it works like that. We laugh at those countries when you see numbers like 90% turnout voting for Vladimir Putin or mm-hmm. Chavez right. or, or Maduro. It, it's, it, does, it does not happen. Especially, has there ever been an election? I could be wrong. You'll know this probably, Steve. Has there ever been an election when the uh, candidate has won both Florida and Ohio? It's only happened in, in we, 1880 is when we got out of Reconstruction and we got into the two-party era that we know today. So since 1880, only one time as a candidate won Ohio and Florida and not won the election, and that was Richard Nixon in the contested and challenged 1960 election, which a lot wow. of people thought was the most corrupt election in American history. So with that history, you see how rare it is, 90% turnout mm-hmm. in, in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Get the heck out of here. Right. Yep. There's no, well, there's, <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff going on in Georgia that people are like, what's going on here? Um, the election results from Georgia's largest county, they were delayed after a water pipe burst in a room containing Boy, ballots. we had Wuhan luck, we'd have no luck at all. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, by golly. Here's yeah. what's so crazy. They're saying the pipe burst will have zero effect on the results, but they're saying the definitive results won't be available until later this week. So if it didn't affect the Because they need to see if Trump's going to win Arizona and hold his lead in Pennsylvania. 
Tell, tell me, tell me they, what other reasons there might be. They need to see how many votes they need. Yeah, they need to see how many votes they need. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. that's what's good. See, that's why they're marshalling a, a buddy of mine as part of the forces the White House is deploying to Pennsylvania as we speak. And that's what they're concerned is going on in Pennsylvania. We've got to hang out till Friday, see if Trump wins Arizona. How many votes do we need? Mm-hmm. And, and you can see more uh, spike graph spikes. I'll tell you this, a guy whose opinion I trust as much as anybody on earth is our very own Daniel Horowitz. Mm. And he was adamant last night when he looked at the numbers of returns that they don't have the numbers in Philadelphia to overcome Trump's leave. Even with the turnout model that we're seeing right now, they don't have it. And so you just do it on Friday and you steal it. You come up with more uh, you know, bags of votes that let you say, hey, we can pull this thing off. And you look at, um, you know, you, you look at what happened in Virginia last night. That's just a story that's been memory hold, like the Las Vegas shooter. That's every, you had a story last night where Fox calls and all the networks call this for Biden right away. I'm on our network adamant, hey, I don't think Donald Trump's going to win Virginia. But when we're 50 past 50% of precincts and he's up by like 300,000 votes, you got to let this thing play out a little bit more. So, we, so they go a little bit further and then there's a, one of these, again, massive data dumps and suddenly Trump goes up by five to like down by four points all, all of a sudden. Well, at, a, at, a, at 12.30 Eastern time last night, there was a report from a Fox affiliate in Fairfax County that said they had an error with, where they gave Joe Biden erroneously 100,000 yeah. more votes than he should have received. And then they didn't. And then when we signed off at 2 a.m. Eastern time here or 3 a.m. Eastern time here last night, they still had not even updated the Virginia Secretary of State's website. What did they do all that time? Yeah. What did they do all of that time? Mm -hmm. How is it possible that it requires? Because here's here's what we know happened. We can all this one I'm about to say is not debatable. We can debate whether it's innocent or not. But this is not debatable. Last night, Donald Trump had a sizable lead in all these states, 300,000 in Michigan, 120,000 in Wisconsin, 700,000 in Pennsylvania. He had a solid lead in all of these states when they stopped counting. When we woke up this morning and they had resumed counting, he was behind in all of these states except for Pennsylvania. That's not debatable. All right. That is not a debatable point. Mm -hmm. So then the argument is, why did they stop counting right when he was ahead? what was going on the entire time that we were asleep. Mm -hmm. And if you trust these people, I have an IHME COVID-19 model to sell you. (laughs) (laughs) The the delay is so insane. And it's every single state that is pivotal for Donald Trump to win this election. Why is Nevada not doing anything till Thursday, tomorrow? How about, what are they doing now? That's a great point that you just made, Jason. In Montana, the Democratic Party spent $60 million taking out the Republican senator in that state, right? So that was a hotly contested Senate election because it was considered key to flipping the Senate. Why didn't they have any voter problems in Montana? I would guess the voter, I guess with the amount of money that was spent there to flip and hold that seat by both parties, Montana probably had high turnout. Why wasn't there a problem there? Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, they don't, have, they don't have an inner city environment like a Philadelphia or a Milwaukee. Well, why is it always those areas? If you look at Wisconsin's turnout, they're basically claiming like 100% turnout in Dane County, which is the second largest county in the state. That's where Madison and the University of Wisconsin is. Like almost like 100% turnout. Right. Come on. They quote Joe Biden. Come on, man. Well, and that's, that's <laughs> that was in perfect unison. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why Trump is saying we're going to be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We have a clip about it. Let's take a lesson. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 
four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, okay? It's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So that was from very, very early this morning. If he does take it to the Supreme Court, when will we know who is our president? Not for a while. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's I mean they, they called Wisconsin today. We already know that they filed uh, litigation about uh, Wisconsin. So it doesn't matter even if they call. Yeah, there's going to be a recount in yeah. Wisconsin. Going to be a, a recount. And there was another. Michigan is another one where yeah. they, they've already initiated uh, a court case as well. So I, I really don't know. I, I don't know how. Maybe we won't even need to know about those because if, if we find out about Arizona, if they finally somehow remember to count from, you know, to, to count, right. they, they'll be able to get the, <laughs> the results in. If they find out Nevada, that's pretty much done, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Ugh. It's like the most 2020 thing that could happen, right? For this to just Only keep dragging year. on. All right. I, I, I mean, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not reassured by putting your fate in the hands of the Chief Justice who decided the term state exchange doesn't mean state exchange if it's a federal government coming in yeah. to set up your state exchange. Yeah. That a mandate isn't a tax, even when the Obama attorneys say that a mandate wasn't a tax, until you decide, yes, a mandate is a tax. <laughs> I don't know what a gender is. I don't know what a border is. You're, you, are you sure you're, you're not comforted by leaving your fate in yeah, the hands? Of such a figure, very yeah. secure in that, right? Indeed. <laughs> With Roberts, he's likely to rule that we're in the Matrix. I, I wouldn't yes. surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to go to break. We do have more to come, though. Firstly, want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. Whether it's your back, your knees, your neck, or some shoulder pain, you know the underlying cause is likely inflammation, and you have to defeat inflammation, or it can cause permanent damage. Backed by 35 years of clinical research, Omega XL attacks the inflammation that's causing your pain, and that's brilliant because pain relievers and topical rubs, they just mask the problem, but Omega XL neutralizes the inflammation that causes painful, stiff joints and muscles. And a doctor said, with my prescription pad, I can't write anything that comes close to doing what Omega XL does. So if you're suffering with aches and pains and stiffness, you need to try Omega XL. So let's get you started. Order Omega XL now and get a second bottle free. Visit OmegaXL.com news. That's OmegaXL.com news. Or you can call 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. We'll be back in just a minute. of the Young Turks lashed out last night at both Democrats and Obama. This was a pretty epic meltdown. Um, his name is Jink Uger, excuse me. He was, like I said, the founder of Young Turks. Boy, he really was upset that the Democratic Party failed to deliver on the blue wave that they've spent months and months and months boasting about. He said Democrats need to clear the way for non-moderate Democrats, pointing out that these results were far too close for comfort for him. And here's a clip. Get out of the way. Both Jake Tapper and Nancy Pelosi and all those and every editor at the New York Times has to get out of our way. Let us hit the Republicans in the face instead of playing patty cakes with them. How many elections are we gonna to get to a razor's edge with a monster idiot fascist like Donald Trump? One last thing, I swear to God, I'm gonna to go to Ida. But one last thing on this, guys. Forget him being a racist, forget him being a fascist. The guy's IQ is lower than 70, he's an idiot. He's a total moron and you couldn't figure out how to crush him in an election. 
Man, the corporate Democrats and the mainstream media suck at this. They absolutely positively suck and they brainwash smart people into compliance. It's agonizing. Is, is this an example of the left just kind of starting to turn on themselves? Um, I mean, he lashed out at Obama, too, and was like, you know, if we lose, it's also due to Obama not, you know, getting his rear end up and campaigning the whole time instead of waiting till the very end. Well, he, he was part of the movement in the very beginning, in the back in 2016, to establish Justice Democrats and that whole big left-wing populist uprising. He was part of that movement. His, his, uh, his, he had the exact same, only even worse, when Trump won last time. It's gold. You should look it up on YouTube. Um, but speaking of, he keeps on saying racist and fascist. Only a group from the left could name themselves after, after actual racists and fascists and get away with it. After <laughs> genocidal murderers, but they get away with it. Only they could get away with this, by the way. Um, I, I, think, I think, like I said, I, th I think they've been part of this, uh, you know, this infiltration of, of the Democrat Party to switch them into, uh, you know, they want, they want left-wing populism versus right-wing populism, and they think that they can beat us at that. Um, this is only, I don't know, I, I'd like to say it only gets worse, although I don't know what you think about this, Steve, but it kind of seems like in my, and in, in from my view that they're kind of losing at that. It seemed like there was a, you know, amongst the, the country as a whole, it seemed to me like a rejection of everything he stands for. I don't know if they have that much to, to stand on, you know, going towards those far left policies after this election. It just doesn't seem like there's a social contract for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I had uh, earlier today, I had uh, people like uh, all kinds of blue check marks come after me uh, from Trevor Noah on down on Twitter. And um, I asked a few of them in response, a simple question. What's a woman? But and because uh, I mean, how would they answer that? What, what is a woman? How, how, which, how, how would you define your answer? And how is his name pronounced? I've never known. Jink. All these. Jink. Jink. OK, if he were here today. And, and, and to be a part of this conversation, I'd ask him two questions. Number one, what's a woman? And, and tell me how you would define that, number one. But then number two, what, what didn't they do that you wanted them to do? Your guy stood up and told the country unabashed, without being prompted. 100 million people he told unabashed, without being prompted, I want to end the oil industry, the number one industry in America. And 70 million people voted for him. What, what, what did you want him to do? Say, uh, by the way, if, and if you use oil in, a spot, in an internal combustion engine, we'll put you in a prison camp? I mean, what, what position? He, he, he applauded an eight-year-old, a mom giving, uh, mutilating your eight-year-old son to turn him into a girl. Tell me what position did Joe Biden not take mm -hmm. that you wanted him to take? What, 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 was, what was out there that, that you thought he was moderate on? What didn't he do? I, I'm guessing his answer would be he wasn't forceful enough on a single-payer health care plan. And then to which I would say, well, you know, there were 25 candidates that ran in your party this time. 24 of them ran on a single-payer health care plan and couldn't win. And the guy that didn't won. So maybe win that own argument with your own party before you bring that into the mainstream. But beyond that, can you think of an issue? What, 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 what did Joe Biden, what, 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 which one of Chenk's positions did Joe Biden not adopt? I, I don't know which one. Yeah, he calls out the mainstream media and what, what, he, was, what he would consider the establishment Democrats. I mean, uh, this, was, this has been the most hashtag resistance four years no we've question. ever seen. There's no mm -hmm. question. Impeachment, Ukraine. In fact, people uh, like Russia. Cenk aren't as relevant as they were four or five years ago yep. because I can get his message now on network TV, on MSNBC every night or CNN's primetime live.
lineup every night. Yeah. Yep. They've moved into his space. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in fact, I hadn't even heard the guy's name in several years until you just brought him up here now on the mm-hmm. panel. So it's because that the party has moved so far into his space already. He won the argument. He's largely the mainstream of that party. So I, I don't know what his complaint is. Nice. They, they, compl- they should have called Trump an effing racist and they yeah. only dropped racist by itself. What did he want? <laughs> he, I, don't, I don't know. He's blaming the, the mainstream media and the establishment, um, which they're, you're right, they're with him now. When he should be blamed, instead, it, he's actually blaming the, the American public because the American public, by and large, said, no, we don't believe in that bull crap and we reject it. Agreed. Well, so that brings up an interesting point about exit polling. Um, CNN anchors Jake Tapper and Dana Bash, they actually seem pretty stunned that exit polling on Election Day, it showed nearly half of Americans approve of the president's response to the coronavirus pandemic. And we have a clip. Uh, 48% of the country, Dana, mm-hmm. saying that the uh, handling of the pandemic uh, is going well. Uh, that's a very high number considering that empirically, uh, it is not going well. I mean, there is no health official who says it's going well at all. And it, it is a different number than what we've been seeing in the polls up until now. But this is a poll. Uh, the exit poll is of those who have voted. And, you know, if I am in the Trump campaign, I am looking at that and saying, well, that's better than we thought it would be. Yeah. Because despite this. Right. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. That is a little bit higher. It's better. It's better than. Yeah. And because, look, as, as, as bullish as the president and his aides have been in public about the coronavirus, that's not how they feel in private. They understand that this is a referendum on the president and in large part because of the coronavirus. So in that sense, uh, Maybe it is surprising. And I'm guessing if I'm going to contact people in the Trump campaign, they're probably going to say the same thing. So do you think, because remember when Trump called for all the flights to China to stop, and at that same time, Nancy Pelosi was touring Chinatown and saying, oh, everything's fine, come to Chinatown. Do you think the American people were paying attention and and really kind of know what the truth is there? No. You don't? No, I, no, so, I don't. That's way too long of a memory. That's January 31st is when the president made that decision. Way too long of a memory. I, I think that number is reflective of, if it's true, how, first of all, I do exit polling with all these mail-in ballots. I don't understand. I mean, fascinating that CNN's exit polling actually was more sane than Fox's, which looked like they only exit polled the faculty at Cal Berkeley. Um, <laughs> 72% of Americans want Roe v. Wade untouched. 71% of Americans want single-payer health care. Basically, Cenk Enger was who Fox News exit polled last night. Um, but... I think that answer is just simply reflective of it's good enough for me to get my life back, period, in a sentence. Uh, it, you know, I maybe had a different opinion in January, February, maybe had a different p- opinion in May and June when you guys were giving me free money. But since about June 30th, when that money ran out and I want my kids back in school, dude, crap virus sucks to have it. But anyway, when do I get my life back? I got to pay the bills. Yeah. I think it's more reflective of reality. These uh, what's what cracks me up is these mainstream pundits sitting in New York City or whatever, pick your coast, they do not get it. It's so funny. They, they hang out with their own friends. They all talk amongst each other. The, you know, they, they bought into the Biden's campaign, which was all Corona. It was all Corona. That's the only thing they had. Mm-hmm. Their rallies were set up to look like, look how good we will manage Corona. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, with the ridiculous circles and the chairs, you know, and Biden, everyone's saying, so, so stupid. By and large, the American public, I, th- I think, I hope, is not that stupid to think, look, what else could he have done? Besides things that are outside the Constitution, 
really. The things that Joe Biden will probably look at doing. The things that, like, the U.K. is doing right now, you know, nationwide lockdown. You're a researcher extraordinaire. Is Boris Johnson mentally ill? And I'm dead serious when I ask that question. No, I... I, Is he mentally ill? What's going on in that country? You know, I really... No, I don't think so, because he's done some things that I I really liked. He said some things that I really liked. Twelve people get COVID, another shutdown. What... Is he mentally ill when it comes to this virus? I, th- I think that conservatism over there is not conservatism over here. Um, they're more like conservatism over there is maybe just a little bit left of center. <laughs> and then you got Jeremy Corbyn and, and the rest of Labor Party. Sure. Um, so, so check check Unger. So yeah, so the, so you'll get yeah right. Yeah. So so you'll get you know you'll get people like Boris Johnson that will you know, claim to be a conservative, but will absolutely come out and say, it's so great that we have this NHS, it's so awesome. Yeah, I can't think of any other options. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I think that uh, conservatives over there, are, conservatives over there are far more willing to be authoritarian. And Boris Johnson's just another one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just my opinion. Well, it was definitely fun to see uh, the surprise at CNN on the exit polls. That was worth it just for that. <laughs> All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. The dogs, can you hear them? They've spoken. Uh, not literally, but it's pretty evident by the way they eat their food when it's got Rough Greens on it. Makes them very happy. If you're a dog owner, you know that loving your dog, it's only part of the responsibility that you have as his owner. You also have to take good care of him and make sure that you do everything that you can to promote a healthy, happy life for him. And that's why I love Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it contains all the nutrients that your dog needs, the the ones that get cooked out of the kibble food when it's being made, the probiotics, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the omega oils. These are just some of the things that your dog needs to lead a healthier lifestyle, and they're all the things that are in Rough Greens. So get the Rough Greens Jumpstart bag today for just $14.95 and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. If you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash blaze. We'll be back in a minute. We've heard a lot over the years about raising the minimum wage. Well, Florida voters approved an amendment to raise the state's minimum wage to $15 an hour over the coming years. Um, this was this amendment was passed by just over 61%. So there are businesses in Florida, like uh, Disney World, they laid off 18,000 people because they're losing so much money. How does something like this affect those businesses when they're told, okay, well, now you've got to pay your employees $15 an hour, minimum wage. Okay, so I, I, I believe the majority of the people that watch this program, they know exactly what's going to happen because they're informed. Um, this, this has already been tried in multiple places. It does not work out. You can already see places in, you know, uh, do you, do you, like when you guys go to Walmart now, do you go through the kiosk line or do you go to actually pay, for, pay someone? You're going well, to the kiosk. Your, your Walmart has actually people running the checkout counter? A few. Okay. <laughs> There'll be like three. God bless and then you. God just bless the Texas. Because in Iowa, <laughs> it's not there we anymore. don't have humans running those counters. Those yeah. are just a few examples. Mm-hmm. But um, this, this is a bigger problem that I've seen um, amongst the GOP. I, I see that we almost have like a, a, a problem of people adequately being able to deliver the message. We've got the message. All right. I think conservatism is pretty, it's pretty easy to grasp. Um, that's something that we own. I think the left right now has a, has a messaging problem. I, I don't think that uh, they don't, they don't have one. I don't believe. Are they far left? Are they center? Are they center? What exactly is it? Uh, they've got a bunch of personalities out there that could be delivering it, but they don't want to know what the heck it is. And they can agree with each other what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I wish that there was more people within the GOP, not just people like that are super smart like Steve Dace. It'll break it down to you on, on radio or TV, but within the actual party. I, I, I can't remember of anyone like that in my lifetime outside of Reagan that actually knew it, believed it to the core, and mm. was able to, you know, eloquently convey, this is why we are conservative. This is why these ideas are bad. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, do you think if Biden wins, we're going to be seeing more and more and more of this? Yeah, I, well, I don't. I think it could happen if either candidate wins. I mean, you look at the last yeah. debate. They they both advocated for raising the minimum wage. Trump just said, "Well, I would ha- rather have it done, uh, you know, via federalism at the state level, you know." And so you 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 know, this goes to something we talked about last night that there never is any punishment for leftists for losing, and and so they propose something that does not work, and eventually we will work our way to the process of accepting their premise. But we ask that it is only done at the state level or religious people are given a conscience clause. That, that is, name an issue. Guns, actually no guns. Guns, that does not happen. Guns is the one issue where we defeated them at their premise. Every other issue, though, all right, pick an issue. It's either, well, you find, uh, you know, uh, everybody uh, named Hillary has to uh, get to gender reassignment surgery. Well, you know, can we get a conscience clause in case Hillary is a practicing Jew or a Christian? And can we only just have maybe the state's vote? And if, if you live in a state that votes that everybody named Hillary has to get uh, a gender uh, reassignment surgery, sucks for you, but you can still move to a new state. I mean, that's, that's kind of how the Republican Party rolls. It, it never really attacks what they believe at their premise. So they don't need a message they just had to throw out an emotion or a sentiment or a feeling and there's nobody in elected office really that ever goes after the premise of their question if i can one time in my life before jesus calls me home i would like to see a republican nominated for president who in a debate flips the premise repeatedly of the moderator's democrat talking points questions i just yes. want to see that one time mm-hmm. okay that yes. I, that would be like in the book of acts when they say rise and walk i just want to see it one time and then i will cry tears of joy and say lord you may call me home <laughs> right. I, I just needed to see it once that's such a, such a yep. good point instead they play by their rules they get attacked they give ground and they play by their rules uh, an example is all cops need a, a reform they're racist they need all these things no they don't all cops do not need a you know we don't need you know ref, the reforming the police departments but instead what do they do the gop senate they came up with their own plan, their own bill to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? You're playing by the rules again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing with gay marriage and everything. You could have mm-hmm. easily defeated that. The government does not need to, we've said this before, the government has no role in marriage whatsoever. We're conservatives. We don't believe that the government should tell you who you should marry. Right. But at the same time, we think that protecting religious institutions, if they don't want to, you know, if that goes against the religion, they, they shouldn't be forced to have to marry someone in their church. It's, this is not hard. Right. The GOP constantly plays by their rules and loses. It's, it's so frustrating. Well, really quickly, we're going to have to go to break here in just a second, but I wanted to touch on Oregon becoming the first state to decriminalize hard drugs like heroin and cocaine. Can I get a conscience clause? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have to get in depth with it, but it's like less than a gram of heroin or less than two grams of cocaine or methamphetamine. You won't be prosecuted. How do you see this going for Oregon? I mean, I, this was this was shocking to a lot Frankly, of people. Frankly, I, I think if you looked at what's gone on in Portland throughout the course of the year, cocaine explains yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> From a very early age. Yes. <laughs> this is that's something that I, I have some hard. I'm I'm basically more libertarian than anything else. 
But uh, I won't jump over the line over certain things, you know, like the things that they usually get hit on, like immigration, prostitution, drug use, stuff like that. Right. Um, so I guess I'm a fake libertarian. <laughs> but um, this is something that even my hardcore libertarian fans have a problem with, or uh, friends have a problem with. Like, they're like, yeah, drug use. Like, it's the moment you throw in, like, stuff like meth, heroin, cocaine, they're like, oh, I don't, you know, nah, I would, I would regulate that a little bit. So, but Oregon said, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, forget yeah. it. Oregon, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of afraid for you. <laughs> All right, we have to go to break. We'll be right back. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't want to be on the road with someone who's using less than two grams of cocaine. I don't know. I, that's terrifying to me. But. So Jason touched on this earlier in the show about how people are mobilizing right now, getting ready to protest, cause chaos in the streets. Um, Seattle police arrested at least eight suspects uh, having a protest yesterday. They reportedly scattered nails along roadways in the city. Um, they were marching through Seattle last night. They were arrested for pedestrian interference, obstruction, assault on an officer, reckless driving, criminal mischief. And then, uh, in addition to that, Elijah Schaefer of Blaze TV, he documented the protests breaking out in Washington, D.C. last night, where thousands of people were protesting, mostly against Donald Trump. Um, he documented what appeared to be uh, Antifa members who were accosting members of the media. And actually, he had to evacuate and find a safe position after hearing from a liberal journalist that uh, Antifa members were seeking to do him harm. Taylor Hansen wrote on Twitter, having a discussion with 20 plus black bloc in D.C., they're attempting to find Elijah Schaefer and assassinate him when police aren't present. Um, the protests in Los Angeles, they appeared to be heading towards violence as well when the police department took action. So, like I said, Jason, you talked about this earlier. Do you think they have any other goal than just to cause destruction and sow chaos? Um, Antifa? No, not really. Um, they've stated very plainly and publicly that this is not about Donald Trump. This is not about Joe Biden. This is about the system in general. Anyone that says that after the election this is going away, if only we can get Joe Biden in there, you know, so we can get some peace and calm, they're, they're fooling themselves. This is going to continue. Um, radical Marxist groups like Black Lives Matter, yeah, they started under Donald Trump. No, they started when Joe Biden was in power. And they never even bring that up, ever. They started under his watch. They started under his watch and then have gotten worse and worse. None of this stuff is going away. Um, they want to sow chaos. That's what they want to do. Um, I hope that Donald Trump gives a big middle finger to them when they start doing this. I hope he, give, you know, I hope he makes a message and I hope he does it in Washington, D.C. Insurrection Act, do it. You know, please, I welcome it. If you're saying you're going to, if you're sending groups out to assassinate journalists and you're occupying government buildings by breaking into them and burning them down, Insurrection Act. It's, it's organized. I think there's a clear call to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I saw today, I was watching television and people were saying in some of the cities, like New York City, they were taking some of the boards down that they'd put up last night because nothing really happened. However, I mean, it ain't over till it's over. So what do you think, Steve, will trigger more of this rioting? Um, your existence. Because <laughs> uh, I agree with what he said. Uh, I think these are leftist elements that are trying to goad the Bolsheviks versus the Mensheviks out in St. Petersburg Square. Uh, mm -hmm. They're trying to, to provoke a Weimar Republic implosion. Um, I think that they are interested in uh, shattering as many stained glass windows as they can get their hands on and disintegrating the system. 
And I think that you have a major political party in America that has winked and nodded and played footsie yep. with these elements because they thought that they could use them in order to successfully race bait their opposition in order to acquire political power. And what will be fascinating to see if Joe Biden ends up winning this thing is then when they're in power, are, do they think they're gonna be able to put the genie back in the bottle? Mm -hmm. And I think as we've seen in places like Portland and Seattle, the answer to that question is no. They get turned on. They get, they get turned on. And, I th and, and that's what happened to the Democratic Party, by the way, when they played around with these groups in the 60s, mm -hmm. like the Weathermen and the Ramparts groups yep. and the Underground. Uh, Chicago 68 happened. And then eventually they just gave them control of the party. And that's how McGovern won the nomination in 72. And yeah, he got destroyed by Richard Nixon. But look in the last 50 years since that election, whose values ended up winning the culture in the next 50 years? Yeah. The ones that the spirit of the age that propelled Richard or that propelled George McGovern or the traditionalism that latched on to Richard Nixon? Clearly the spirit of the age that propelled George McGovern. This is now reboot. This is version two of that. All right. That generation's dying off now. Uh, that baby boom generation is. This is the next more militant version of all of that. And you're watching the Democratic Party repeat that history. And if they're successful in winning on Tuesday, they're going to do even more of that. And then they'll see if they can they can herd those cats uh, strategically or not. Well, I know something that's been on everybody's mind today is what Kanye West thought about <laughs> last night's election results. Uh, he did concede the 2020 presidential election. He set his sights on 2024 instead. So he, he did post his kind of concession and announcement saying Kanye 2024 on Twitter. Um, but before we got some of the results, he said, God is so good. Today I'm voting for the first time in my life for the president of the United States, and it's for someone I truly trust. Me. <laughs> I can say someone I truly love. Yeah, it's the most <laughs> Kanye thing that he could have written. Apparently 60,000 Americans voted for Kanye West, who ran as an independent in Tennessee. This is where most of his supporters were. He got 10,188 votes. So... Yeah. How disappointed do you think Kanye was? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think he would have been more disappointed if it didn't boost his record sales, which I think that primarily is his motive, prime motivation. Yeah. I think it's so funny is like the arrival of Donald Trump, you know, the outsider. Everyone now thinks that they can be the outsider. Right. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. So, you know, Kanye versus Eminem next election. Let's, mm -hmm. let's see how they do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to know, did his wife Kim vote for him? Because she didn't say <laughs> yes or no on social media. She just said, I voted. And that's a little awkward if you don't vote for your own Make. husband, but hey. <laughs> All right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back with our question of the day. Yeah, I mean, what do you do if you're Kim Kardashian? Do you vote for your husband? You know, What I love about our viewers is you're such optimists. Uh, we asked you yesterday, do you think we'll get the presidential election results tonight? 46.5% wow. of you said yes. 53.5% of you said no. But hey, you know, the 46% of you, I liked your positive thinking there. That was good. Today's question, do you still have faith in America's election process? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Steve. <laughs> Do you think we will ever have faith in the election process after this? I, I mean, I know a lot of people didn't already, but some Whoever's did. coming out of this is illegitimate, according to their side. Yeah. That's not debatable. Uh, if, if Biden is able to, to, if his coup plotters are successful, Trump will salt the earth on his way out, go start a network, probably like an alignment with a group like at a Newsmax, 
and, and try to take out Fox for the voter suppression they practiced on election night. And he'll be around. This is not going to be Richard Nixon going away for a couple of years to think about his political future. He's going to go around. They robbed me of it, stole it from me, like the next day after like he leaves the White House on, on Air Force on Marine One. And this will be a constant refrain. He's going to be talking to our base about this the entire time. It will not go away. And we've already seen how they will behave if he wins. It's what we saw the last four years. Mm-hmm. They'll just re-rack it and run it back. So whoever wins is illegitimate. All right. So if people want to follow you, watch your show, all that good stuff, where do they need to go? Follow me on Twitter at Steve Day Show and then all of our stuff here at Blaze TV, uh, as well as you can subscribe to the podcast if you want to do that. Awesome. And Jason, what about you? At Jason Butchel Twitter and my show. Oh, I don't have a show. You need a show. (laughs) Right? Yeah, guessing. (laughs) You need a show. I I think that you do the best job. (laughs) I could use a day off, so I mean, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No day off for me. I like to pay Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.